brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Scott Jacobs podcast. This is Scott Jacobs, your host. I hope everybody's having a good morning. It is Sunday, June 19th. Just know that 
they're trying to overcompensate. <laughs> and uh, you'll probably hear LB get loud in a minute. Don't put any comments about he's too much, all right? The world is too much right now. So excuse us if we're too much trying to keep a little bit of joy and a little bit of faith. Amen. So if you need to clear out a few chairs and do, do your thing, because this message today, wow, this is really, this is really powerful what God showed me. In John chapter 4, we see Jesus going through an unexpected place. And uh, the Bible says in verse 4, now he had to go through Samaria. And last week we dealt with that extensively, or two weeks ago rather. The last time I was preaching, I said that Samaria is a geographical term. But you know, you could also use wordplay and say that, that we all have some area. And um, for the Jews, you know, they... They kind of divided themselves and Samaria represented a place that they didn't want to go through. And they would often, they would often double the time of their trip just so they wouldn't have to go through Samaria because it represented division and resentment. And not only was there ethnic tension in Samaria, but we are about to see Jesus break a, a religious uh, boundary and a gender boundary. So Jesus is a barrier breaker. And the sooner we realize that, the less disappointed we are going to be when he blesses and uses people that we don't even like. And people that don't look like us. And and uh, so if you want two points to write down just to get the momentum flowing uh, today, uh, you don't get to choose who God uses and you don't get to choose what he does. And that is on full display in John 4 because he had to go through some area and so do you and so do i we all have to go through some area some areas the, the area of our life that, that we kind of want to keep you know beneath the surface that we kind of want to cover up that, that we want to work around walk around you know we develop all kinds of ways and coping mechanisms and excuses we don't really have real relationships because to have real relationships, we would have Amen, to go through brother. some area where we've been hurt before, where, where, where before we've been disappointed. And so now to avoid being disappointed, we go around, we work around, we never really hope for anything. Because if we don't really hope for anything, we can't be hurt by anything. We all have some area that we want to avoid. Jesus went straight through. But I told you that two weeks ago. So I know you already mastered that class. The next verses may reward further study, though. In verse 5, it says, So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired, Jesus, exhausted, Jesus, fully God, Jesus, fully man, Jesus, all authority. Jesus, all empathy. Jesus, the word made flesh. Jesus, who came through over 40 generations just to be with us and to pay for our sin, sat down by the well. It was about noon. And when a Samaritan woman, verse 7, came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? And now they say Jesus is the answer, but the answer just asked a question. My God, this is getting, this is getting rich. And in the tension of this text, John parenthetically inserts, his disciples had gone into town to buy food. 
that was the biggest thing on their mind was a meal. But Jesus was looking for a harvest. They were thinking about a meal. And Jesus was thinking about a harvest. They were thinking about a burger. And Jesus was thinking about a breakthrough. You know God has Ephesians 3.20 kinds of ways of exceeding your expectations and violating them in the process. Because nothing in this text was expected. Even the woman was shocked. In verse 9 she said to him, you are a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. And Jesus answered her. If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Now, please skip with me all the way past the conversation because it's a good one. It's a good conversation. This woman is not shy. This woman does not accept easy answers and cliches and slogans and bumper stickers and quotes on Pinterest. She just keeps asking questions. It's a deep well. It's a deep well. And I'm not talking about physically, although this well is 106 feet deep. You know it is because it's still there. You can still go to Jacob's well to this day. And you can, you can actually drink from Jacob's well to this day. But it's a deep well in her heart. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a deep well in her belief. It's, it's, it's a deep well. And, and, and after Jesus kind of spent some, some time with this unlikely woman, who was so ridiculed by society that she had to sneak to the well during the hottest part of the day, but so valuable to the creator that he went out of his way to speak with her. Something pretty interesting happens in verse 27. This is what I want to preach about. I thought you were already preaching. Not at all. Just then, his disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with the woman. But no one asked, what do you want? Or why are you talking with her? Then, you ready? Leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? And they came out of the town and made their way toward him. Just then, verse 27, the disciples returned. And we're surprised to find him talking with a woman. And I know it's an odd Father's Day text, but God told me to talk to you today on the topic, plot twist. Plot twist. I am officially deeming 2020 the year of the plot twist. This year was written by Stephen King and directed by Lucifer. The year of the plot twist. (laughs) And you know, I was going to ask you because the disciples thought that they were just going to get lunch. And they had no idea that Jesus was going to break cultural barriers and and, and every taboo he was just going to step through it like ticker tape and not even care about the expectations of the religious elite and talk to a woman as a Jewish man with a Samaritan. They just wanted to get some food. Blood twist. You know, just like we thought 2020 we were just going to do some crunches and lose 15 pounds. You didn't know you were going to lose 15 weeks. I didn't know I was going to be preaching in an empty room for, 
I don't mean to, it's not empty, y'all are nobody, it's just emptier. I didn't, a plot twist though, plot twist. That's why I wanted to come out and preach the uh, sermon early. Because, you know, following Jesus, you had to kind of like surprises to really follow Jesus. Not to worship a religious tradition, but to follow Jesus. Yeah, there's a difference. Big difference. Everybody put in the chat. Big difference. With extra eyes in the middle of big. Big difference between, you know, worshiping a tradition. And pursuing truth. And so Jesus is, Jesus is, uh, he's constantly keeping his disciples guessing, you know. Constantly keep, God is constantly keeping us guessing, isn't he? Do you like surprises? <laughs> you, you may have had a different answer if I had asked you six months ago. Do you like surprises? But now we're like, you know what? No, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm good. I'm good on surprises until 2032. Yeah. I'm good on surprises, but you're going to be surprised about some things when you get to heaven. Wow. One thing you're going to be surprised about maybe is who is your neighbor in heaven next door in the condominium. And you might be surprised who has a bigger house than you in heaven. You know, who God really used on earth will not always be whose name we knew. And even on earth, Jesus was, he was full of surprises. I like that the disciples were surprised because it lets me know that it's okay that sometimes I get caught off guard. Because I thought God was going to do this and, and then he does that. And I thought my life was going to look like this and then it looks like that. And I thought this person was always going to be my friend, but I didn't know they were going to kind of stab me in the back and go take what I tried to give them and do something else with it. But but that's okay that's because do. his disciples were surprised too. And God is constantly keeping us guessing. I almost wish I could read John chapter 4 again for the first time because now I know how it ends. And It would have been cool if I could have kind of you know, wiped your memory. Don't you wish you could see Shawshank Redemption again for the first time? <laughs> Wouldn't it be amazing just to see Andy Dufresne crawl through the sewer, to hear Morgan Freeman narrate the, the life of, of Tim Robbins again just for the first time? It's still good, but I wish, I kind of wish I could see it because I didn't see that coming the first time. Have you ever been watching a movie and you just thought you knew exactly where it was going to go? Yeah. But then, you know, out of nowhere, it, 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 I remember the first time I saw A Beautiful Mind. Did you see that movie? And I remember the first time I saw it, it messed with my mind. I did not see that coming. Have you ever been going through your life, going through your day, just minding your own business like the disciples trying to go get a burger? And all of a sudden, God disrupts your expectation of how your day was supposed to go. And sometimes God doesn't even let you know it's him doing it. Disruption is not recognized as divine because the disciples had no idea what he wanted. They still thought he wanted Chick fil A closed on Sundays, but they didn't know he was doing something much bigger than a number one. He was doing
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Doing something much bigger than a drive through And don't you know that God has scripted a much bigger arc for your life than how you feel this week? Also, I connected it to when I was uh, 32, 
and we weren't even on speaking terms. And now one Father's Day, I uh, hadn't spoken to him in months. And every time we would speak, it would get into a shouting match. And I don't think I had the wisdom to know how to relate to him through his pain. And he was, and he was being a jerk. I mean, I'll put that on the record because, you know, he's in heaven now. He made it in. But he was being a jerk, and I was probably a little immature as well. And it put us in a, in a, in a weird spot. And do you remember where we were coming from? Was it, was it Florida? And we were coming on Father's Day. And I asked you to drive, and I made the list. And I said, I'm going to write a list of, you know, 32 things that I remember from my dad that are good. And, uh, and, and let's take it by his house. And, and we stopped by, and, and I won't tell the full story now. Many of you have heard me tell it before how I kind of shoved the list at him with a bad attitude on Happy Father's Day, you know. And it opened a door, and uh, really through my mom's uh, grace and compassion and forgiveness, I, I was able to be a part of his life, like he was a part of mine as a boy in the very last days. But, but what I wanted to tell you about, and I don't know who this is for, because I didn't want to preach a message just for fathers. But on Father's Day, it, it got me thinking about the plot twists of our life and how important it is that we be attuned to what the Holy Spirit is doing in us because we never know. Because I was, I was preaching in 2013 on a series called The Expectation Gap. I should probably pull that one back out because that's where we're living right now, the, the gap between what you expect and what you experience. And, and listen to this, Lucius. I don't know if you've heard this story or not before, but it's the craziest story uh, maybe that I've ever experienced because I preached the 930 at Elevation Blakeney, and I usually preach the 1130. And we were about to go on our family vacation for June. And something told me to just, uh, instead of preaching the 1130, to run the sermon back. And, you know, I don't, I don't go with every idea that I had and just call it the Holy Spirit. I'd be in prison if I did that. <laughs> because sometimes I think some really crazy thoughts. And some days I'd never get out of bed if I just went with what I felt. So I'm not one of those guys. But I just felt it. It was like, you need to need to just play the thing back and I thought you know again I'm arguing with God yeah like you're not supposed to go through Samaria Jesus we don't do that I'm like well God I'm going on a vacation for a few weeks I'm about to get a break I don't need a break at 1130 so I'll just preach that and then I'll get a break but something told me to leave as I was leaving um something told me to stop by and see my dad and my mom and when I walked in my dad was so surprised. In fact, he was just completely confused because his uh, disease had progressed to the point where he had very little movement and my mom was kind of doing everything for him and hospice was involved. But uh, his mind was still very sharp. But he had his iPad out and he was watching. He was about to watch the 1130 service of Elevation Church. Sorry, worship experience, we call it. And just as... On the iPad, I was coming on stage. I was walking in his house. <laughs> you know, he, he couldn't move his head around too much, but he looked back at the iPad and looked at me and looked at the iPad, and he said, how are you? Wait, here, you're here, but you're there, but you're here. How are you? Who's, who's preaching if you're there? I said, Dad, I um, decided, I, I just decided to come.
come over and see you. And they're going to run back the 930. And I'm going to watch myself preach with you. Because one of the things that he had asked me for when we were not speaking to one another, just, just before we stopped speaking to one another, he had asked me if I could show him how much he meant to me by canceling something that was important to show him that he was more important. And I thought, well, that's childish. Of course I care for you. I mean, look at all I try to do for you, and I'm a good son, and this and that. I'm a good, good son. That's who I am. He went having it. And when I walked in, I realized this is that moment for me to be with him. And I sat on the edge of the bed, and he watched the sermon. And it's really awkward watching yourself preach. It's painful. I, I don't like to do it, but I did it. And when I finished and walked off the stage... I promise you I'm going to go back to John 4 in a minute. But when I walked off the stage, my dad said, Preacher man gone. Out the back door. Time for Hubacca. Because Larry Hubacca would come out and do the clothes. And I'd go this way and Larry Hubacca would go that way. And I hugged him. I said, I love you. I'll see you when we get back from vacation. And my mom called me at 1 a.m. and said, your dad only has hours to live. He's not speaking. You need to get here quick. And we got there in the middle of the night. And uh, we sang his favorite hymns. And then I ran out of hymns and I started singing CCR. And I ran out of classic rock songs and we sang and we sat with him and and we sat with him. And I was with him when he breathed his last breath. But I told you that because you never know. That's why I told you that. Because you never know. You must go through some area. And this woman who's just coming to get water finds out that while she's trying to fill her jar, God is trying to fill her. And she becomes the first evangelist to the Samaritans in the time of the ministry of Jesus. Plot twist. Plot twist. But that's not really what I wanted to preach to you about today. What really got my attention for Father's Day was in verse 5. Because verse 5 says, So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar near the plot near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph near the plot near the see when I read that verse I realized this is generational sermons that I have heard preached about this woman who had five husbands and she's living with the six and you know she's loose and she's thirsty and she I realized that this did not start with her I realized that the conflict between the Samaritans and the Jews did not start in John chapter 4 and and even the phrase it said on the plot of ground and why would John who only had so many chapters to tell, only 21 chapters to tell us who 
Jesus was, his glory, full of grace and truth. He only has so much room, and he stops to tell us that it happened. I mean, I, I know about the woman. I know about her past. I know about her history. I know that Jesus taught her that they that worship the Father must worship in spirit and truth. Man, I know it's not about whether you worship on this mountain or that mountain. I've read all of that, but I never took the time to realize that it was near the plot of ground that Jacob had given his son Joseph. Now do you see why I called you together early? Because it took me all the way back to remember that he called a man named Abram out of Ur of the Chaldeans. Abram was too old to have children. Plot twist, you're about to have a baby. His wife's womb was as good as dead. Plot twist, God can bring forth a fruitful situation from a barren womb. And then there's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It wasn't even supposed to be the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It was supposed to be the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Esau. But plot twist, just about the time you think you know what God is going to do. I love the story because Jacob got blessed out of order. And some of you are in a season of your life where you have told yourself that the story is never going to be any different. You are like this woman who came out to the well in the heat of the day to avoid the attention and the accusations and the condemnation of other people. And they have made up their mind about you and they have limited you and they have put you in a box and they said, oh, you're just this or you're just that. But the barrier breaking God who stepped through 41 generations, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, not Esau. Esau was supposed to get the blessing. But God has a way of putting his right hand instead of his left hand. The right hand is the hand of blessing. The right hand is the hand of authority. It's called a plot twist. Are y'all ready for me? Did you get your Starbucks Venti Grande extra caramel frappuccino? I hope you I hope you're ready for me. Because it said this happened, this amazing event where this woman that nobody expected to be used. Oh, they used her. They used her. They used her. But God says, I see people using you. But they don't know what's in you. And I'm going to bless you in this season. Even though you have told yourself this is all it can ever be. I mean, do you, do you know how powerful that is? That this is the plot of ground that Jacob gave Joseph. It wasn't even supposed to be Jacob that the nation of Israel came through. Plot twist. You didn't even get a high school degree. Plot twist. God doesn't need you to be educated, just available, just open, just humble, just a disciple, just committed. Plot twist. Put it in the chat right now. He's the God of the plot twist. And I'm going to tell you how I, I know that he is. Not only does God bless the wrong people from an earthly perspective, like a woman at a well or like a trickster named Jacob. Not only does he bring forth nations from people whose names carry baggage 
case of the woman at the well, people whose names we don't even know. You ever thought about that? That wasn't on her birth certificate, woman at the well. But God said, I'm going to take characters that other people think are just props. And I am going to use them for a purpose that nobody can understand. You better get excited about this word because God is using people in this season that we walk past. Now, I don't know if you want to hear this message or not because we get pretty settled into our story, don't we? And we get pretty settled into our situation and our system. And we just want a burger. And we just want a drink. And we just want to survive it. And here we are in a year where most of us just want to go back to how it was. And how it is is not how it's supposed to be. And yet, Jacob gave Joseph this plot of ground in Sychar near Samaria. Let me stop here for a minute. This is the area that everyone else avoided. It is the area that Jesus intended to go through. Uh-huh. Jacob was the second born. Esau was the first born. God blessed the second before the first. And the last shall be first. And the first shall be last. You killed him by hanging him on a cross. But God raised him from the dead. Plot twist. That's all the gospel is. Let the weak say, I am strong. Plot twist. I love it. It it may be helpful for me to remind you at this point that the reason I look like I'm about to bust out of this suit with excitement, not with fat cells, not with cellulite, with excitement and enthusiasm, the reason I'm about to come unglued off this stage is because for 22 years, Jacob thought Joseph was dead. So do you realize that the miracle happened through somebody that was as good as dead? For 22 years, I mean, you got to get in this mindset, not for 22 hours, not for 22 days, not for 22 weeks, not for 22 months. For 22 years, Jacob thought, I've lost Joseph. And Joseph was his favorite. Oh, yeah, every parent has their favorite. It might change from moment to moment, but you have a favorite. You, you, have, a, you have a favorite. You have a favorite. My favorite is whichever one I'm talking to at that moment, telling them that they're my favorite. But Joseph had a coat. Joseph was the favorite. Joseph was, was betrayed by his brothers and left for dead. And when they went back and told Jacob that Joseph was dead, who was the first child of Rachel who he really loved? Joseph, Joseph is gone, meant to Jacob, I may as well die too. He said, you will bring my gray head down to the grave. So now do you understand that the plot twist in John chapter 4 wasn't just about a woman who came for a drink? It's about a God who takes things that you thought were dead and things that you thought were over and things that you thought didn't matter and things that you thought people people uh, people betrayed you and people forgot about you and people left you and people ignored you and people abandoned you they betrayed Joseph and so when it said that it was Jacob's well 
and that it was the the well, the plot of ground that Jacob gave his son Joseph after 22 years. Can, can we visit the scene for a moment? It's in Genesis 48. It's really beautiful, man. Because you got to think like God sent Joseph to Egypt and on one hand his brothers betrayed him and they sold him. But on the other hand, Joseph saw after 13 years of what seemed to be like a setback. And the reason I'm preaching it is because I think a lot of people are feeling like life is just one giant setback right now. And, and, and things have stalled out for you and, and it's not moving forward and, and it's not happening and, and, and the plans that you made all got canceled and all got interrupted. God said to tell you that he's the God of a plot twist. That just about the time you are ready to turn the movie off, don't turn it off. Just about the time that you are ready to, to stop believing in God, don't stop believing in God yet. Just, just, just about the time you're ready to say, I will never see Joseph again. Because see, it, it was a famine that hit Canaan that made uh, Jacob's sons go and find Joseph. Do you remember this? And when they went and saw Joseph, they didn't even know it was him at first. But then eventually Joseph revealed himself to his brothers and said, it's me. It's me, the one that you left for dead. I'm the one that God is going to use to provide for you. Plot twist. You remember his most famous verse in Genesis 50, 20? You meant it for evil. God meant it for good. What does that mean? That means he's the God of a plot twist. That means he takes what the enemy meant for evil and uses it for good in your life, in your bloodline, in your generation, in our church, in our families, in our nation, in our world, on this continent. God is a generational God. And he goes through Samaria and, and he takes us through some areas and he, and he does some things in our lives in disappointed places. And when Jacob was getting ready to die, called Joseph to his bedside. It's a really beautiful scene. This is great for Father's Day, okay? Genesis chapter 48. He said, uh, he said, Joseph, come in, come in the room. I want to give a blessing to my grandchildren. Now, Genesis 48, 11 is the one I want to focus your heart on for a moment. Israel said to Joseph, you're like, wait a minute, I thought you were talking about Jacob. I am. The one named Jacob was also called Israel. Jacob means heel grabber. Plot twist. Israel means prince with God. I'm telling you, man. Jesus looked at that woman and he didn't see a whore. He saw a worshiper. He looked at Jacob and he didn't see a heel grabber. He saw a prince. I love him for that. I love him for all the times that he could have just given up on me. I love him for all the ways, you know, I, I'm screwing up things left and right as a pastor, as a parent, as a husband. I know I get it so wrong. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But go ahead and clap your hands and praise hand emoji if you know you serve the God of the plot twist. If you know that he knows your real name, your real righteousness is in Christ. Wow. So, Israel, also called Jacob, said to Joseph, the one he never thought he'd see again, the dream that he thought had died, the thing that he thought was over, what is your Joseph? What is the thing that you have given up on in your life and you've said the story is over and this is the way it's going to be and I'm just always going to struggle with this and I'm always going to deal with this and I'm never going to get over this and I'm never going to get victory and I'm going to sing the words to the song but I don't really mean them or believe them anymore because I'm just going through the motions and I'm just going through this. What is your Joseph? Now watch this. Israel said to Joseph, I never expected to see your face again and now God has allowed me to see your children too. He's the God of the plot twist. Not only did he let him see Joseph, but he used everything that Joseph had been through to save the whole family. Because he's the God of the plot twist. What did y'all think about that, guys? That was a good sermon, I think. And... That's something I want to read real quick. Uh, it really stuck on me, and I want to hear it. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth, comes knowledge and understanding. Proverbs 2 6. That was come out of one of my daily strengths men books, uh, a 365 day devotional. That was something I read in it today, and it really stuck, and I thought I'd share it a little bit. I hope y'all enjoyed that preaching by the guy from Elevation Church, Stephen. Uh, he does really good preachings, and I hope y'all are enjoying hearing him like I am. Listening to him on my podcast while I do my podcast is helping my face out so much. I just hope it's doing y'all the same. Thank you for enjoying my show today. Gloria, years gone by, about 60, burned in the young in the century. And I guess try to joke, but they couldn't choke me. I'm in that night now, I will not fall asleep. And I'm come overseas, yes, they're trying to be free. Erase the demons out of our memory. Change your name and your identity. Afraid of the truth and our dark history. Why is everybody always chasing me? Cut off the roots of your family tree, don't you know? Not the way to be Jerusalem If I forget
caught up in these ways and our world's gone crazy. Them don't know it's just a case, case of the Simon Says. If I forget the truth, then my words won't penetrate. Rebel and burning in the place can see through the case. Chuck down all of them dirty ways. That's the price that you pay for selling lies to the youth. No way, not okay. Oh, no way, not okay. Hey. Ain't no one gonna break my stride. Goodness. 